Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. I'm joined today by Derry and Sally Ann Clark, of course, very well known to, to many of you out there, because Derry and Sally Ann tragically lost their son, their 16 year old son Andrew, 10 years ago. And they're with me this afternoon to talk about living and dealing with grief and how grief can change over the years and the coping mechanisms that many people use uh, to try and get through the very, very tough days. And both of them are with me here on the programme today and you're very welcome. Thanks, Andrea. sally I might maybe start with you first of all and you might just tell us a little bit about Andrew and what he was like. Hi, Andrea. Thank How you for you? having us on. Um, well, he was, as I said, he was a big lad. He was 16. He was six foot five and a half. He was built like a tank. He looked older. He tended to have older friends. He was the youngest in his year. But he was just full of life, full of fun, full of devilment, you know, and he always had a a glint in his eye and we we never knew what he was going to come up with next. I mean, some of the uh, problems that we would be called down for to school would be smoking. And I'd say, you know, can you not just give it up while you're in school? He'd say, Mom, it's not going to stunt my growth. Um, He um, jump-started a tractor, jump-started a digger. I mean, it was always kind of devilment, but nothing bad. It was always just pure, um, you know, something that he probably wanted to prove to himself that he could do. Um, He had lots of friends. He was very popular. And, um, you know, he, he was one of those kids that he'd walk into a room and he'd just make everybody smile. And uh, I mean, you know, there's some people who said to us, weren't you lucky then you had such a lad for 16 years? And that's the way we look at it, because we don't have him anymore, but we have wonderful memories. And, um, you know, it's, um, as I said before, time does not heal grief. Time helps you get used to a a new normal Mm -hmm. and living in that new normal. And it's, um, you know, and the good thing that we found was, well, not so good, but we've met other people that have lost children. And at least you're able to talk about how they feel and how you feel. And the fact that you're able to talk about your child with them, they understand. They know that there's not everybody you can have a conversation with when somebody's not here anymore. And, you know, again, we're all part of a club that we did not um, join or we did not opt to join. Um, The other side of it is that when people ask you, we'll always have two children. You know, no matter what anybody says, but one of them's living here on earth and the other one's not. Yeah. And it's um, when people ask how he died, we tend to say he died tragically. But when you are pushed and you say it's suicide, there's still a huge, huge stigma with suicide. And I mean, it, he'll be 10 years gone in December. And with everything and all the awareness that's that's out there, unfortunately, it's still a huge problem with young men. And it's a problem with young women, but, you know, young men in particular. And we do feel that we did get involved with a few charities over the years. And we do feel there should be a schools program. There should be something okay. to teach these kids that it's, it's a you know, permanent solution to a temporary problem and that there's nothing out there that you can't help them fix. That, that stigma, uh, Sally-Ann, that, that you mentioned, um, like Derry, did you find... You know, when you cast your mind back to the time, like, did you very much feel that at the time, or was it over the last ten years you you felt um, you know, the stigma that Sally Ann? Yeah, felt, well, you know? I mean, when I when I mean we we grew up in a time where uh, suicide was uh, you know a, a sinful act. Um, you know, the church didn't recognise suicide. 
the old days um, at all. So um, definitely, I do agree, Salyan, there's definitely a stigma and still there. Um, it's difficult um, to live with it. Um, but I mean, as Salyan said, the two of us do work with charities and we try to get the, uh, to live that, that stigma now is getting better. I mean, mental health has been talked about a lot more, mm-hmm. which is a great thing. It really is. Um, but really, I think we have to look at it in a different way. And as Salyan said, education is, I think, is key. For young kids, especially in schools, I think it should be because I mean nowadays kids have to live with an awful lot of stress and worries that we never faced, especially on social media um, and the web. It really is the world is so uh, kind of uh, unkind, I would say, is the word is used at the moment. The, the going back to um, to work in in the aftermath of of Andrew's passing ten years ago, Sally Ann, like was that something you experienced? Because you were obviously in the restaurant in in Lecrevan at the time, like. When customers would come in, or or people that knew you, you know, that knew you both, or were regulars in the restaurant, like, did, did you did, was the stigma was it that prevalent? Did you feel like, and was it something that people would just avoid talking about? Uh, some people avoided it. Uh, unfortunately, for the first like six to ten months, business went off a cliff because people didn't know how to approach us, didn't know how to say anything. Um, the people who had lost children that we never knew had lost children came in to support us and said, well, actually, we lost a child. And these were people that we would have known for 20 years or more, and we never knew that they'd lost a child. And they felt it a, a comfortable place that they could tell us about their loss. Whereas before we lost a child, we didn't know that that other child that they had lost existed. So it was a, it was a strange time insofar as these people that we would have been would have been customers anyway mm. felt they could share it with us whereas they didn't obviously feel comfortable sharing it with us before other people felt that they couldn't come in and celebrate whatever their um celebration was because they felt we were in the depths of grief and obviously that was the time when we needed the most I know. but work for us was a huge refuge because we had like 40 people depending on us for a job and we felt that they had been with us beforehand and they were our refuge. They were our bubble. They protected us and Sarah May because she was working with us. And they knew what we were going through and they were there for us too. So it was it was that knowing that um, comfort, that safety blanket, going back to work was the best thing we mm. could have ever done. Is, do you mean, Sally Ann, sorry, that, that you feel that when the, the business was affected in the aftermath of Andrew's passing, do, do you mean you feel that people didn't go to the restaurant because they didn't know how to address it or to to speak is that what you mean yeah a lot of people didn't know what to say a lot of people felt that they couldn't come in and celebrate in our restaurant while we were in the depths of grief other people felt because it was suicide it was uh, what do we say what do we do I mean Derry will tell you we went eventually we started getting out again and I mean years later there were people who would walk all the way around a room to avoid us and it wasn't that they particularly wanted to avoid us they just didn't know what to say mm-hmm. I mean we're a wonderful country for doing funerals I know. and for doing you know doing support being there and we've got wonderful family and wonderful friends but six weeks later everybody goes back to their own lives and you're left with this great big hole in yours 
It's so remarkable I, I, that Sally Ann, isn't it? And and you yeah. know, Derry, I don't like just in your thoughts on that. I um I know, haven't gone through grief myself. That like it's there's everybody's there in the kind of that that you know mm. lead up maybe to it or very much in the aftermath of it. Um, but it, you know, I, I always remember people saying it'll get so much easier with time. Just give it time at the time when it happens. And yeah, like in yeah. my experience, I I would say it's the total opposite. I actually feel it has got so much worse as time yeah. has gone on and. Maybe it's just that you learn yeah. to to live with it or accept well, it or true. find I mean, a new yeah. way, as Sally Ann said. But I mean, you know, you, I was saying it's almost ten years, and it doesn't seem like ten years. It seems like last yeah. year, to be honest. You know, but I mean, we've all everyone suffers grief in some form or another in our lifetimes. Unfortunately, we all got to face mm-hmm. losing loved ones in some form or another, and uh, whether it's our parents, our siblings, or our our children, unfortunately. But you know, it's the one thing you don't want to uh, happen to you as a parent. I mean, the, the right way is to go. You go first, and they go after you. And that is makes the grief much more difficult. Um, and also, you know, you are, I mean, he was only 16, so it makes it much harder when you lose someone to suicide. It feels like you've uh, failed in a funny way. Um, but uh, people I, overall I think were great to us uh, looking back. We had great support, not just from our family and friends, but from people around the country. And we got some lovely letters and notes and well-wishing wishers uh, getting in touch with us and supporting us. Uh, it's always a lovely thing. This country is great in that way. You know, yeah. we are kind of a small country and we do look after each other, I think. When when, you, when you're when in need, people will come and help. Like, when, when you talk about the 10 years on, Derry, how do you think, how do you think your kind of grief journey has changed? Or or is it just that yourself and Sally Ann have found, I suppose, new new coping mechanisms? Yeah, you do. As Sally Ann said to me earlier, you know, you learn to live with it. Uh, it doesn't go away. So the grief is there in a different way um, you know it's always in you sometimes and sometimes I mean, let's be, I, mean I know it's a cliche but uh, every day we, I think about him and so is Sally Ann I'm sure Sally Ann does think about him every day and, um, but life goes on and you've got to uh, move on with it you've got to learn to live with that reality that's uh, there and it is difficult I mean there are some days I say Sally Ann I get a black cloud comes over your head mm. and you feel low but you keep that to yourself and you try and work your way out of it like I cycle um, I walk and those kind of things do help Um to get your head around it. Um, and the great thing is I do a, a fair bit of cycling for charity, for suicide charities. And so kind of that helps me, that's one of my coping mechanisms, to, to be honest yeah. about it, and helping other people. Because I know Salian said, you know, when we came into this, this uh, Unwanted Club, we've met several parents around the country who have lost their kids to suicide. And um, they have their same thing, and it's really difficult for them, it really is. And unfortunately, there's too many every year uh, we're losing to suicide. Far too many in this country. And something we need to do about it. I mean, really... As Salian said, education is one, but I think we need more more financial support. How, how do you see um, that being rolled out? Or I mean, how would you like to see it, Salian, been rolled out in schools in terms of, you know, just addressing this I, and talking about I it? I think there, there should be somebody that goes to each school. It should be part of the curriculum, to be honest, to be honest with you, that somebody who's an expert on it or who's had experience should go in and speak to the children in school. And, I mean, we know now that children as young as 10, 11 are taking their own lives. So it should be at 10, 11 and 12 and it should be some part of the curriculum. Maybe not um, every month, but maybe every three months somebody should be brought in around exam times, around stress times, um, just to talk to the children and explain to them about the devastating effects and that there is nothing that is so shocking that their parents or their friends can't help them through and that, you know, it is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. I mean, if you think about it, kids up until they're in their 20s, early 20s are not fully developed mentally. And I mean, 
I've got a good pal who described it as a mental heart attack, that it was something that Andrew did and that it's a, you know, we watched a documentary years ago about all the people who jumped off the, that survived jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco and nine out of 10 of them regretted it the minute they jumped. And some of them lived with horrific injuries, but they were still delighted they were here. And it's just to get that across that there's absolutely nothing that is so bad or so awful that somebody can't help you sort it and that can't get you over it and that tomorrow's another day. But that suicide is not the solution and suicide is not going to be taking a burden from, I mean, I've, I've read lots of different things where they say, oh, they, you know, they didn't feel worthy. They felt they were burdened. They felt they were whatever. Um, I think you need to get through to children and show them what the devastation that's left behind when suicide happens in a family. There's a text in here from a listener for you both who says, my husband died by suicide and I know the stigma that exists with suicide. It's whispered about rather than spoken of and there is a real crisis regarding the issue I think it needs to be spoken about much more in schools Sally Ann's right I'm wishing both Sally Ann and Derry all the very best um, the restaurant and work you mentioned Sally Ann and Derry as well you know in, in the aftermath was I suppose a, you know, back to work and, 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 a, and a source of comfort and out of the house like now that that um, now that you've finished up in the restaurant Derry do you find has that changed things or is it a, a welcome change? Well, yeah, it has a bit. But I'm still doing you know, with bits and pieces, um, keeping my keeping my hand in and keeping busy uh, doing demos around the country, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, and the TV work. But um, definitely, um, just after we lost Andrew, getting back to work, maybe a bit too quick, maybe looking back. But saying that, it helped an awful lot. It really did. And as I said, at that time, we had a brilliant team we worked with. They were just a spectacular team of people. And they were just spectacular to us as a couple. And Sarah May, Sarah May was working at the time with us in the restaurant. And... Uh, but work does help. You have to be occupied, I think, you know, when there's something like this, the bomb goes off in your life, you have to uh, have something to um, get you through it. You know, you need to be occupied because what happens is your brain will go into bad places. It's just the keeping busy, isn't it? It is. It yeah. is definitely, yeah. 100%. Do, do you do, like, I, I, I often thought from, from reading interviews with you both over the years that, you know, you're, you're an extremely close family and, and, and Andrew and Sarah May were involved as well, you know, in, in the business. Like, is... Do you do anything now, Sally Ann, to mark the anniversary on a yearly basis? Like, is that does wherever that... we are in Ireland or in the world, we always have a mass um, on his anniversary, yeah. and we'll always have a mass on his birthday. And this year, it's coming up to ten years. So I've told family and friends that we will be doing something special this year, of course. Um, just something small, but just to mark that the fact that he's ten years gone. I mean, you're talking about grief. My mum died last year and we were all devastated. But my mum was nearly eighty nine. She'd lived a full life. She had done her shopping and had us for dinner the night before. She just went to bed and didn't wake up and it was a shock. But it was a different kind of grief because yeah. she'd had a full life and she was ready. She'd been telling us for months she was tired and she was ready to go. So although we mourn her, it's not the same. Very it's different. not the same as, as mourning a child. It's not the same as, you know, it was the right, it's the right order of things. Your parents are supposed to go before you. And again, she used to say to us every so often, for years, we ran away. We wouldn't be at home at Christmas. We wouldn't be, um, we wouldn't be around his anniversary. We would try to go somewhere, do something, whether it was to Mayo, to my sister, or we'd go to the Caribbean or whatever we could do at the time. And my mom, a couple of years ago, invited everybody to our house for, um, for Christmas. And she said, it's time. She said, it's time for you to get back to doing what you did beforehand. And, you know, I said to her, that's very kind of you. Yeah. She said, well, you have the space and you have the chef to cook for everybody. <laughs> and she's the one who pushed us back into yeah. 
some sort of normality. And as she said, there'll always be a place at the table for him. But again, you needed we needed someone like her as well to say, okay, Mike, you've done this long enough. It's time that you stayed at home for Christmas, like mm-hmm. you used to do when he was here. Well, listen, I, I, I want to, to thank you both so much for, for joining us here today and for just t- taking us through, I suppose, the, the last number of years. We'll be thinking of you both. Um, I know that the well, 10 year you. is a real, it, it is a real landmark year. And it's, it is. Yeah, of course it is. Absolutely. We'll, we'll be thinking of you both um, very much. You'll be in our thoughts over the next couple of weeks as well. And uh, Derry and thank Sally Ann, so thanks much. a million yeah, for joining yeah, us here. Not at all. Yeah, incredible the number of people just getting in touch here. Um, very much in agreement with Sally Ann and, and Derry about this. Like there absolutely needs to be more done in schools. And, you know, even from a younger age as well, says this texter. Um, yes, it's mentioned suicide is something that is talked about in school uh, but not with any real impact or effect I think that, that students do need to be aware of the impact of all of this Sally Ann is, uh, is right according to this texter keep your views coming into us look lunchtime live at newstalk.com that's the email address as always if you do want to get in contact with us but Derry and Sally Ann Clark thanks for joining us here on the programme we'll just take a short break Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan brought to you by Avant Money weekdays at midday on News Talk.